Welcome back to Better Health. I am here with Kayla Govier, which we're in the same city right now. I don't understand why we actually didn't get together to do this because we're doing it virtually, but we're in the same city and we're going to be talking about fitness and training um, because Kayla is not only a realtor in Denver, um, but she's also training for an Ironman. So welcome to the show, Kayla. Hey, happy to be here. So the first question I always like to ask is to give us a little bit of context and where you grew up, where you live now, and a little bit about your background. Sure. So I grew up in Arvada, Colorado. So you're where you are right now. (laughs) Um, And I played, so I started out as a couch potato. I was a young kid, didn't really do anything, wasn't really into sports. And then in middle school, one of my friends dragged me to volleyball and that kind of started things for me and started playing volleyball, played all throughout high school and college. And now I train for Ironman. (laughs) So that's kind of like a a big leap from going from athletics to uh, triathlon, having never been a swimmer or runner or biker. Um, Mm. So yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So Tell me a little bit about what your childhood looked like in regards to health. I know you kind of said you were a couch potato, then you got into some sports, but overall, like, what was it like? What was your parents like with it? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I think back to my childhood, I spent a lot of time on the couch. Like I learned how to make mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese was my jam. And I made that every single day over summer break. I was like, I would eat it every single day. (laughs) No TV dinners. It was just the mac and cheese. I was like, had it down to a T. But wasn't really interested in sports. Didn't really play anything, would go ride my bike, but mostly would just spend time on the couch, like watching TV, being a lazy little kid. Um, And then I'm I'm very tall, so I'm six foot two. And I start, I think my friend was like, hey, you need to come play volleyball with me. Like, it'd be fun. And I wanted to be her friend. So I went and played with her and um, it just kind of, it was fun to me. And then my parents saw that I had this interest and they continued to kind of push me to do more. And I think it was to get me to be a little bit more social with people outside of my couch (laughs) and um, to have that like camaraderie. So um, my parents are awesome. Um, They both worked full-time when I was a little kid and um, they definitely pushed me to do things outside of my comfort zone, but at the same time, I ended up a couch potato. And my dad made dinner for us like every single night. And I was the pickiest eater. Like I wouldn't eat anything. So I think eventually he just gave up and I would go to Burger King for dinner on my own. Once I got my license, I was like, I don't want whatever you're making. I'm going to go to Burger King. So um, yeah, my parents are awesome. And they definitely facilitated me getting into sports, which is good. And it just was a matter of you like choosing it then, you know, they, they kind of like fostered it, but you were like, I'm going to do my own thing until I'm like, yes, I'm on board with this or yes. Okay. I actually want these home cooked meals rather than Burger King now, you know, it was like your own, (laughs) you had to make your own decision. (laughs) Exactly. So when you left high school, were you still into fitness? Like, did you maintain, did you work out or did it kind of drop off? And then all of a sudden you got back into it later on. So all throughout high school, around my sophomore year, I started to get into volleyball, like really into volleyball. I was very competitive. Um, so it was always at practice. Um, I would go in for extra sessions. So I was very into it, but I also didn't really understand what I was doing. So I knew that being at the gym 
working out was making me a better volleyball player, but I didn't understand the fitness aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I left high school, I was in the best shape of my life because I played at this club that was very intense. Like we were there six, seven days a week working out, playing volleyball. Uh, and so college was kind of a culture shock for me because it wasn't as hard. Yeah. So I kind of lost some of my fitness when I went to college. And then you have the whole aspect of trying to build a social life and having friends and having fun while also having this full-time job of being a collegiate athlete. So To answer your question, yes, I was still very much into fitness, um, but it just looked a little bit different because I didn't have as much structure as I did when I was in high school. Because here we are like years after college and you're still into fitness because you are training for an Ironman, which is Mm -hmm. how many days, how many months from now? Oh gosh, it's seven weeks. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And when did you start training for it? So I started seriously training for it. I want to say November. November, December. Okay. So you, you gave yourself about how many months is that? Like seven months? Yeah. Like six, six, seven months. Okay. Got it. And okay. So tell me a little bit about what motivated you to train for this Ironman, because this is your first, correct? This is my first. Yeah. So after, after college, um, I actually had like a year where I didn't work out at all. Like I just Mm -hmm. was over doing anything. Um, So I got really out of shape. And then when I was living in Denver, I just kind of had this moment where I was like, this, this is not good. So got back into it and have been primarily lifting weights um, the last couple, gosh, I want to say like 10 years. That's been my main focus. But um, my boyfriend, Bryce, we met almost three years ago now and not long into our relationship, he started training for an Ironman. I was like, Oh, that's crazy. I, <laughs> you're a psychopath. Like I don't want anything to do with that, but I've always really liked riding bikes. So, um, he bought me a, a, a gravel bike, which was like a little eight speed and we would go on bike rides together and he was on his road bike and I could not keep up with him. <laughs> I was like, this is just not fun. So eventually I got a road bike and that was like a game changer for me. It was like a rocket hmm. ship. Hmm. So that kind of, we were going on really long bike rides and I was like, oh, this is so fun. I just, I really love riding my bike. And then I actually, one of our good friends, April Craig was like, Hey, I'm going to do an Ironman. Do you want to do it? And I was like, (laughs) okay. I was like, I'm already biking all the times and Bryce has been training for it. So I may as well just do it. Yeah. That's crazy. It's funny too, because Craig wasn't really the influence on Caleb. It was more Bryce where Bryce is like, Hey, Caleb, you should do an Ironman. Craig's doing it. And Caleb was so close to committing. And then after he sat down and realized, you know, that decision, he's just like, actually, no, like, what was I thinking saying? Yes. Like maybe in the, like later on down the road, but right now, like I could, like, I don't have that capability to train for an Ironman with my time. Um, So it's just comical. So here you are here. Craig is all on board training for an Ironman. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's crazy. And it is a big, a big time commitment. And I think mm-hmm. more than I realized too, when I signed up for it, um, this mm-hmm. weekend today, I have an hour and a half bike ride and then a 20 minute run and then off tomorrow, but Sunday we have a five hour bike ride. So it's just, wow. it's, it's a lot. I know I keep track of you on Instagram. That probably sounds really creepy, but like <clears throat> you'll post, you know, Oh, 
your your bike ride or whatever how many miles you've gone or how many hours and then you'll post like swim and you know how long you've gone I'm just like wow it's it is intense and it does take a lot of time um so when you started does does that look differently to what you are doing now or did you commit to starting at a certain you know pace and you remain consistent over time So starting out, I just was kind of like, oh, I'll swim today. I'll run today. I'll bike today. Um, And Bryce actually signed up with a coach a few weeks Mm. ago. So now that's, it looks a lot more structured and it's a lot more intentional as well. So I'm not just riding the bike for two hours, just to ride the bike for two hours. Now it's (laughs) two hours with intervals or um, Mm. swimming and doing intervals and all of that. So it's a lot different now than when I started because I don't think I really had any idea what I was doing. I still don't, but it was just a lot less intentional. Yeah. So when you started, it was like, you were kind of saying, you know, you didn't really have any idea, but at the time, did you think you had an idea? Did you set out this plan? How did you begin training? Were you like, okay, today's the day and I'm doing this, this, and this, like, what is that? What did that look like for someone that has no idea what it looks like to train for an Ironman? And they're like, how the heck would you even start with that? What, What did that look like? So it took me a while to kind of let go of the weightlifting too. So I was doing that. And then I was like, Oh, I'll like run for 30 minutes after that's fine. And it was really, there was no plan. Like I would just be like, okay, I know I need to swim today or I know I need to run today or that sounds like fun or I don't want to do that. So I'll do something else. But Bryce also had like an old training plan from one of his friends who got him into triathlon. And I would just kind of look at that and be like, oh, I'm 12 weeks out. This is what he did on that week. Maybe I'll kind of mirror that. So really, really just kind of threw it at the wall and saw if it stuck and went with it. That's, that's funny. Um, And so being a woman, has it looked differently compared to, you know, Bryce training and what, what does that look like for you? So in terms of like training volume, we're doing the exact same. So he, if he's riding five hours, I'm riding five hours. Um, Mm. what's different is the mileage maybe, or, um, the, definitely the data he's much stronger than I am. Um, but Bryce also is keto and I've tried that. I've tried that once before and I do not feel good if I don't eat carbs. So Mm -hmm. that's also been different is I think it's very important as a woman to feel, especially like throughout the month, like, um, with my cycle, just to feel like I have enough energy to complete my training. Mm -hmm. Totally. That's so accurate. Like us as women, you know, need the carbs to continue going. And I know like genetically there's different, you know, our makeup is different from one person to the next. Um, but with women, it, it can be tough. Like, even if your, your makeup is to like, be able to do keto well, like we still need the carbs to like produce the estrogen we need. Mm -hmm. So as you've gone throughout your cycle and you've trained, have you been aware of, Oh, I'm really like more tired during this timeframe. Um, but I have a lot more energy, energy during this timeframe. Like, have you noticed any changes amongst the like training and your cycle? Not really. Um, it, a few days before I start my period, I usually am a little bit more tired and a, Mm -hmm. a lot more hungry. (laughs) So that's, uh, 
the main things that I've noticed, and that's pretty typical for me, whether or not I'm training for an Ironman. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of know my body and I'm like, oh, I just ate a large pizza, but I still want a gallon of ice cream. I'm probably going to get my period tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And now with your aura ring, you're like, I have an idea of when, you know, based on my temperature. Exactly. (laughs) And And I'm like, April, my temperature. (laughs) All right, April, what does this mean? My temperature. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, So who has been your biggest motivation um, and biggest support during this time? Definitely Bryce. Um, he pushes me whether he means to or not, but usually he means to, um, he's like, you can do this. It's all mental and, uh, anybody can do this. Like you Mm -hmm. can, you can do it. So, um, that's just, he's been a great support Mm -hmm. and he definitely challenges me. And I also just want to do it for myself. I think Mm -hmm. mentally it's like, I've done really hard things before as in terms of physically like training for volleyball and just all of the things that I've done there, but this is something totally different and Mm -hmm. not in my wheelhouse. And I just want to prove to myself that I can, I can do hard things. Totally. It's, it's a mental game for sure. Like I think of David Goggins and Mm -hmm. you know what he writes about and what he states and um, shout out to Rachel Richards, who's obsessed with him (laughs) Um, and, and how the mind is so powerful with that. So another question I would love to know is just how have you seen your body change over the course of these few months? And now you have seven weeks left, you know, have you noticed any, um, improvements, any gains? Like I would hope there's improvement, but like, what has been the most obvious where you're like, wow, this is really cool. Or wow. My time here is shaved off. And Mm -hmm. what does that look like? So Definitely. My, I have a really low resting heart rate in general, but it's mm. definitely gone way down. Uh, so typically like a night for me, my average resting heart rate is like 34. So that's very low. Crazy. Uh, so <laughs> You're practically dead. It's fine. <laughs> so definitely seeing some improvement there. Um, in terms of my body, I haven't noticed a ton of change. I've, mm-hmm. I've lost about 10 pounds and that was intentional just because I think it will be better to have 10 less pounds when I'm running a marathon. Um, yeah, yeah, just for my (laughs) joints, but, uh, definitely endurance has gone way up. Um, Mm. yeah. And I was, I was a little worried because the last two weeks, you know, I've been dealing with an inner ear virus. I had to take that completely off because I had vertigo, um, Mm. and wasn't even able to really do anything. I would walk around and get dizzy. So I just got back to training this week and it's actually been really good. So it may have been like a blessing in disguise that I just needed a two week deload to just do nothing and let my body rest. So true that. And sometimes our body like just needs to recharge and, you know, get back to that unstressed state because maybe your body was just overtaxed. And that's what happened with the ear because it was like, a domino effect of like overstress and then also in the ear it was triggered and, and maybe it was just like, yeah, take this time. And then you're ready to go for the next seven weeks. Totally. Um, okay. So my next question would be what, um, have you learned about yourself over the course of these weeks and these months where, you know, mentally, you know, because I know mindset is huge. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about yourself over this time? I think that, I still have that voice of doubt, but the cool thing is that I'm really, it's easy to overcome that. I think I just, you have this voice in your mind. That's like, Oh, 
you just started running, you're 10 minutes in, you really want to stop. Like your shins are not warm yet. You're just like, your feet don't feel good. But I think it's that, that mental thing is like, well, just keep going or or just wait until you get to 10 minutes and then see how you feel. And then when you get to 10 minutes, wait till you get to 15 minutes and then see how you feel. And it's just that mental push. Um, I I like to think I'm pretty mentally tough when it comes to this stuff, but Mm -hmm. we'll we'll definitely see on race day. (laughs) But um, just that I I don't think I give myself enough credit with how mentally tough I am. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And what does recovery look like for you? Have you noticed any specific recoveries that allow you to um, heal your body a little bit more after intense workout? Is there anything you do specifically there? No, and I should. Um, sometimes I like to go in the sauna. Um, oh, I've yes. just kind of been getting away from that just because, honestly, because of time. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend and I share a car. <laughs> so great, pretty strict <laughs> schedule. But um, yeah, so I love the sauna, cold bath. Um, mm. We actually, I'm looking out my window right now and we have a horse trough sitting here. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have to come over. To you will, you got to come over and get in the horse trough. I can't even believe Bryce fits in that because guys, if you think Kayla's like really tall at six foot two, Bryce is like, I feel like he's double that he's not, but I feel like he is. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's six, seven. So he'll, he'll fit in there, but he'll definitely be you know, scrunched up nice and snug. It's just how he yeah. likes it. He'll warm the water right up. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So knowing that you're going to be swimming, running and biking, what are you feeling most confident about? And what are you a little like, ah, like this is going to be a little bit weaker than the other two. Definitely feel great about the bike. Um, yeah. Can ride the bike all day. Love it. <laughs> uh, it's definitely my favorite. The, the swim and the run. I'm definitely a little bit nervous about the swim. Mm-hmm. Every time I get in the pool, I feel better about it, which is mm. great. When I first started, I was like, I might drown. I mm. don't know if I'm going to make it through this, but I'll have a wetsuit. And seriously, every single time I get in the pool, I feel a lot better about it. Um, That's the run, I think will be good. will be tough, mm-hmm. but then I can walk if I need to for a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah I think if I had to do it in order of strength bike and then run and then swim. And where is it located again? And then for those that have no idea, the metrics in regards to each, you know, third, how, how many miles are you swimming? How many miles are you running, biking? Give a little context there. Yeah. So I'll be competing on May 7th in St. George, Utah, and the swim is 2.4 miles. Uh, the bike is 112 miles and then the run is a marathon. So 26.2. Wow. That's crazy, yeah. but it's amazing. I- I'm excited crazy. for you. You're going to, you're going <laughs> to knock it out. What, what do you think your times will be, or at least what are you shooting for, for each third? Um, so the swim, I believe it's two hours, 20 minutes is the limit. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to have it done under two, um, mm the bike, I don't really have like a set time, maybe under seven mm-hmm. and then the marathon, maybe four. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that's doable. You can totally yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. If I could finish in under 15 hours for the whole thing, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. And how yeah. many people run and bike and swim this? So how many contestants are there? I honestly have no idea, <laughs> but, uh, the, the interesting about this race is that 
uh, Kona is normally the world championship for Ironman, uh-huh. but they, they canceled it and it's now St. George. So we kind of got grandfathered into oh, wow. this world championship that normally happens in Hawaii. So all of like the top pros are going to be at this race. Wow. How do you think yeah. Bryce will compete amongst, you know, these world champions? Where do you think he's going to rank? I think, I don't think he'll finish like among the pros, but yeah. I think he, he's definitely going to finish under 12 hours. That's awesome. He's yeah. He is so strong, like mentally and with his endurance, he is going to do, I think better than he thinks he will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And once you cross that finish line and you finish it all, what's, what's one thing on your mind that you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Is there any sort of, you know, reward type of thing that you hope to do? Man, no, <laughs> maybe eat a donut, maybe just be done with training for a while. You let um, your body really recover. About it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think Definitely. when I think about that finish line, I think it's just the emotion of finishing mm. is all I can really, I, I, I want to feel that. I want to know what that feeling feels like. And mm-hmm. I haven't thought about anything beyond that, <laughs> which I feel like finishing it, crossing that finish line, completing an Ironman, that alone is a big enough reward, you know, just mm-hmm. to know that, wow, I committed months to training for this. I just did it. And here I am crossing a finish line and it's done. You know, mm-hmm. it's just probably going to be a wild feeling being like, this was a big part of my life for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm very excited. I, I am too. I'm so stoked to like, just hear how it goes, you know, the different pain points, the different, you know, mindset shifts that you occur that occurred during the whole race, because it's going to be a mental game, like during the totally. whole time. So I can't imagine the waves of different emotions that'll come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that people always ask is, are you allowed to listen to music? And the answer is no. <laughs> oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something I have to start taking into account with my training is just having no music, no distractions and just being there mm-hmm. in the moment, just, just training. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to think about? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about the weirdest stuff in the pool. Obviously I don't listen to anything. So I'm like, gosh, yeah. I was thinking about the weirdest stuff yesterday, <laughs> just all over the place. So, That's so funny. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it'll be the same. You can write a book on my thoughts during, you know, 15 hours of an Ironman. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So as we start to wrap up before our rapid fire questions, what are a few key takeaways that you'd like to give to listeners? You know, whether it's mindset or fitness, what would you like to give them? Definitely don't, don't doubt yourself. Just go for it. If there's something Mm -hmm. crazy that you've been presented or that sounds like fun or sounds scary, just, just go for it. Because mm-hmm. more than likely you can do it. And the only limit limiting factor is yourself and your limiting belief on whatever it is you think you can or can't do. Totally. Um, so just get after it. Uh, and then as far as training, definitely, I would definitely recommend, especially if you're new to a sport, getting a coach. Um, mm. I think even though I'm not going to be a professional triathlete, I think it helps with mindset and having structure. I think mm-hmm. for me, it's like now I come into the gym and I have purpose and I know mm-hmm. what I'm here to do and I know why. And, um, definitely I, I don't do any sort of nutrition coaching myself just because mm-hmm. I feel like I have that kind of lockdown, but, mm-hmm. um, if that's an aspect, definitely get that as well. Um, yeah. So whatever, whatever 
you feel like you need to feel good about race day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I have another question that popped in my mind that I'd like to talk about. You said (laughs) you have nutrition locked down. Okay. What does that look like? So for me, I have had not like a, I want to call it super volatile, but like Mm -hmm. a volatile relationship with food probably since gosh, like college really. Mm -hmm. And so for me now, what that looks like is I prioritize, prioritize protein. Um, and I eat carbs and I eat fat. So there's nothing that's off limits. And I try to eat food that I enjoy and makes me feel good. And when I say feel good, I don't mean like happy. Like I'm not trying to eat cupcakes all Donuts every day, you know, because I feel happy from it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So food to me is fuel. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just try to make sure that I have the right things in place, that food's not making me sick. It's Mm -hmm. making me feel good for my training and just feel good in general. And I'm not sitting Mm -hmm. around with a belly ache all day. Mm -hmm. Um, that was something in college. I I had no direction. I had no idea what I was doing. And if I look back to what I (sighs) ate in college versus what I eat now, and I could have been, I could have been such a a, a better athlete Mm -hmm. had I known what I was doing with nutrition. And that's something that I think about now is like, okay, now I have the tools and the resources to be a good, a good athlete. Mm -hmm. And it's such an, it's so important to me now. Definitely. Definitely. I know. I think about that too, where in high school after sophomore year, I, I, you know, amped up my nutrition a lot more because I realized, oh, you know, what I eat has an influence on my body and how it, how it acts. Uh, But I still didn't know a lot. And even Mm -hmm. though I may have been more health conscious, I still didn't know a lot. And, um, thinking about, you know, I ran track, like I could have probably, optimize my body so much more. If I knew Mm -hmm. more about what I was doing compared to like now where I have an idea of, you know, how to go about that, you know, what to eat more appropriately. And, and a few years ago, I actually, um, went to one of the track practices as more of a, like a volunteer because I was a teacher. And so Mm -hmm. I was volunteering to help out with the track with the high schoolers and I ran with them and I just like, it was crazy. I ran so much faster than I did in high school. Like I was amongst them and I was just keeping right up and like, I had no problem. I'm like, wow, it's, it all comes down to like, I was eating differently. So it's just, it's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think back to even in high school when I was training so intensely, Mm -hmm. um, I lost my, I think between my junior and my senior year, I lost 26 pounds. And I had no clue what I was doing nutrition wise. Like I literally would eat Chipotle every single day and then I would eat ice cream and I still lost all that weight. And I just imagine had I understood the importance of protein and uh, good, just good food, I could have set myself up for, I could have had a really good foundation now for being even more optimized, but Mm -hmm. you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Exactly. Alrighty, Kayla, we're into the rapid fire questions now. Okay. So first question I have for you, what books are you reading or listening to? Uh, so reading, I have been reading Shantaram. It's a, mm-hmm. a fiction book and I kind of got away from like the, the self-development books. So I just kind of had enough of yeah. it. Um, so I've been reading that. It's really interesting and I haven't picked it up for a while. So thanks for the reminder, but um, <laughs> Yeah. Listening. When I run, I really love to listen to David Goggins. Mm. Like it is my favorite, favorite thing. And I'm just like, okay, if you think you're going to stop 10 minutes in, 
Yeah. Listen to David Goggins. He's yeah. going to whip you in a shake. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Too bad you can't listen to him throughout the whole I race. <laughs> maybe I, I've listened to it like three times now. And so maybe I'll just have it memorized. I'll yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you'll, you'll memorize the tone of his voice, all the things. Exactly. <laughs> all right. I know this is going to be a difficult question, question, knowing both of us love quality food. What's oh, your gosh. favorite food? <laughs> oh. I felt like you were going to ask me this. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite, but I really love a good steak. Like, mm. I really love a good steak. I love potatoes, like mashed potatoes, mm. yes. crispy potatoes, um, and pizza. Mm. And, and ice cream. And ice cream. <laughs> yes. All the, th- yeah, I'm, not- I'm on board. I'm on board with your food team. Um, how do you like Thank your goodness. steak? Oh, medium rare with yes. extra salt. Extra salt. Okay. I love salt. Okay. Uh, medium rare <laughs> all the way. Like I love salt too. I'm, I'm curious as to knowing like your extra salt, if it's like, yeah, it's the amount of salt there should be. Or if I'd be like, wow, this is extra salt. Yeah. You'd be like, that's a lot of salt. You need to cool it. But I think I got in this mindset with endurance training that like you need salt and you need electrolytes. And so I just developed this taste for it. And now I'm just like, so I love salt on everything. Yeah, definitely. It's it's not a bad thing. Like sea salt. It's like, it's a good thing. It's, It's the best. Um, next question is what's your definition of intentional living? Man is my definition of intentional living is having direction. Like, you know, where you're going and you're making choices, those every single day that lead Mm -hmm. you to where you want to go. And if that changes every single day, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. As long as you're making an intentional choices to set yourself up for the life that you envision for yourself. Yeah. I think that's like the worst definition, but (laughs) (laughs) people will gather what they think from your definition. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Just have, it's just fine. It's finding your why and finding your purpose. Exactly. I I know that you and your boyfriend Bryce are both like into intentional living. And so no matter how you articulate it, like you both actively are aware of it and Mm -hmm. are living it out. So I, guys like no matter what like Kayla is intentionally living <laughs> not the best articulator but I am good at intentional living. no it, you're all good you're all good um and the last question I have is what's your favorite travel destination you've gone to or a dream destination you'd like to go to oh man I really want to go to Bali we yes. were supposed to go in January and ended up canceling that. yes because of COVID restrictions so that's definitely at the top of my list mm-hmm. um really want to go to Italy in Spain, yeah. Italy for food. Yes. I yes. might need you to come with me. I will. I, my, I would say one of my most favorite meals was in Italy. Mm. Um, and I feel like it's cliche. Cause everyone's like, Oh, you know, it's so good. The food there, the pasta, the pizza. Yeah. But it was like, it was legit. It was a good quality, authentic meal. Authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this, um, place in Panzano, Panzano, Italy. I don't know how to, I don't know geography, but yeah. it's on, I, I have to send you the episode. It's like the chef's table or something like that, oh. but it's, uh, the butcher of Panzano. I want to mm. go to his restaurant. I I'll come with. Yes. It's just like <laughs> big steaks. Like, Oh, I gotta go. I'm so down for that. So down and we can vlog it. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then last, how can listeners connect with you, Kayla? 
Uh, so feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. It's just at Kayla Govier. You can reach me there. You can email me, whatever. Just reach <laughs> out. I would love to chat with you. Yep. And I will have all that in the show notes. I know your Instagram is, um, you have a lot of real estate stuff. So if anyone's listening yes. and you're like, you know, not only am I into help, but I also like real estate, like follow Kayla. She's your girl. Yeah. I got you. Amazing. Well, thanks for coming on, Kayla. This has been a lot of fun. And I know people will really gather a lot of value from this. Yeah, thanks for having me. The Better Health Podcast represents the opinions of April Williams and her guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult with your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Thanks. 